What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour on the Huge Show, the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in the state. 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays between 3 and 6. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Lomas Brown was telling me a story that he was out in Fiji for a vacation and he brought along his mobile device so he could listen on the iHeart app weekdays at 3. Lomas, that still touches my heart. I know. You know, anything I could do to help us prosper, help you prosper, Hughes, I'm here for you, my good man. So, yes, I'm here for you. And, by the way, uh, helping people prosper in businesses, uh, Josh Garvey, who is the managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be officially Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. Dorn Mayhew has their world headquarters over in Troy on the east side of the state. Uh, he joins us each and every week, and we talk about the Lions. We'll look back at the Chargers' victory uh, over L.A. Uh, in Inglewood. That was fantastic. Look ahead to the Bears in Detroit on Sunday. We'll make our huge picks off the DraftKings Sportsbook app a big board, but let's welcome in uh, Josh Garvey. How you doing, my man? Good. Look, looking tan, looking refreshed. I feel refreshed, ready to go. Went down to you know Lomas's old stomping grounds down in Florida. The guy owns the state. He's like bigger than Don Shula. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good time down there. Had a great time. So, in where you were at in Naples, where uh, Dorn May, who has a location for Myers area. Are they more? Are they Bucks fans there? Because there's a ton of transplants. Are they Dolphins? You got Jaguars are up there in the northeast corner of Florida. What was the vibe on the NFL team of choice in that Fort Myers, Naples area where you were at with your friends from Dorn Mayhew? A lot of Dolphins fans. So I I was at a couple of uh, local little bars watching the Lions game and and the the Michigan football game, and there was a lot of Dolphins shirts, a lot of Dolphins jerseys. So. More Miami Dolphins in Tampa Bay. I saw zero Jacksonville uh, jerseys, shirts, hats. It was it was all Miami. A lot of Miami. I think Jacksonville's yeah. going to be the London franchise in the NFL. That's my prediction, Lomas. I I, I kind of feel that way. It kind of makes sense uh, because you know if you think about it, Dolphins have been down there the longest out of any of the other teams. So it kind of makes sense that they, it would be a lot more of them down there uh, than Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. You know, and um, yeah, so I can see why you've seen a lot of that. And I am, I am a Dolph fan, Josh. You know, because growing up down there in Miami, only undefeated team, baby. We pop that cork every year. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I maybe let, let me go check the old NFL resume for Lomas. Uh, oh, hold on, what's that stop in Tampa Bay? <laughs> hey, now you know, hey, you you know when you grow up somewhere, now that's right. You you grew up a Lions fan, so you know I did grow up in Miami, a Dolphin fan, but you know I am a Lion though. I played for the Lions. Never got an opportunity to play for my hometown team. That would have been nice. So when you were 10, 11 years old, uh, it was the Dolphins for Lomas Brown growing oh up in Florida. Oh, my goodness, man. Yes, man. That's all we knew, man. Don Shula, man. That man could walk on water down in Miami. And you think about it, Josh. When I grew up down there, it was no Marlins. It was no Miami Heat. It was no other, you know, it was no uh, Panthers. 
any of that. It was just, it was all football down there in the state of Florida when I grew up down there. So, you know, so that's all you concentrated on in Miami. Like I say, Miami was the team. Nick Bonacani, Paul Warfield, Zonka, yeah. Mercury Morris. Mm. I can name the guys, man. We had some guys back at the day. So, and Josh Garvey, managing shareholder from Bean Carter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. When you were growing up, was it all Lions for you? You don't have to, you can be honest with this. Yeah, I was a huge Lions fan. Well, family uh, full of Lions fans? Family full of Lions fans. So you grew up in uh, West Michigan? West Michigan, yep, West Michigan. So the whole family was Lions fans? Big Lions fans. And I was a Chicago Bulls basketball fan. I just Because of Jordan, right? Because of yeah, Jordan. Right, I mean, right. I just all Jordan. But Yeah, my mom used to tell me if I didn't clean my room, I'd have to wear a Greg Landry jersey to school. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, but on a serious note, Loma, when you brought up being young and asking Josh, the one thing I'm seeing now that I've never seen, so I've been doing the huge show across Michigan, back in Michigan for over 22 years now. And at my, when my kids were all growing up, all five of them, I go to their elementary schools, you know, the kids stop having you come for lunch when they hit middle school, right? Or maybe even fifth grade. But when they were in that first, second, third, fourth Fifth grades, the kids would wear their jerseys at school. They do jersey day. I swear to God, with all five of my children, I never saw a kid wearing a Lions T-shirt or jersey. They'd wear Michigan, Michigan State. They'd wear Curry, LeBron, uh, Kobe, all this. And now I'll tell you that I stopped in to drop off something uh, for a coach who's an elementary teacher, and it was lunch, and I saw like a third of the kids wearing Lions gear. Well, I got a friend of mine just I just talked to the other day, and he told me that was the same case for him. He said he walked in this bar, this establishment uh, restaurant, and he said a third of the people were wearing lion stuff. And like you say, think about the huge. When people used to be out talking about the lions, it used to be all negative. It used to be all negative. Now it's all positive. Like I say, nobody, I don't think the term same old lions, even in the walls, I don't think the term same old lions should come up again because I think that's, that, that frames that, that should be dead right now. And, you know, I think they have buried that, that they aren't the same old lions team that we've been used to watching these last 30 years. So, Josh, you have how many children? Three. Three, yeah, three kids. Do they wear Lions gear by choice, or do you force it on them? By choice. I really? Mean, it's, yeah, so there's How a, long has that been going on with the kids wearing Lions gear? Probably the last two or three years. And so that um, would be when they're, you know, mm-hmm. starting to get on the radar, have some, mm-hmm. you know, star power. So your, your kids are how old? What ages? Uh, seven, nine, and 12. So who would be their go-to Lions player, jersey, shirt, or when they watch a game or you take them down to a game that they're really excited about seeing? Uh, two of my sons are Hutchinson. Just exciting to see Aiden play, the energy. And then uh, my other son uh, really likes golf, really likes Jared Goff, and maybe some Amon Ra there too um, oh, on the receiver <laughs> side. But, yeah, that's that's really – That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Lomas, your kid, because you, your children are older now, right? Uh, yes, yes. I got older kids. Well, but I have a 25-year-old son, so, 
Um, he's a big Lion fan, so he's hard on the Lions. Oh, my goodness, man. He's hard on them, and we finally won him over. So I know things have changed in my household because he used to be very hard on the Lions, and I'm his dad, and he used to be hard on them. So he's, but he's won, they won him over, and yeah, man, he talks about the Lions all the time and what he thinks they should do, and so he's bought in now. He really is. You know, and part of why he might be angry with the Lions, because in those years when you're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, playing on teams, you know, club, middle school, high school kids, and they have their favorite football players or teams, and your dad is Lomas and Lions, and you had to live through it when you're growing up, and the poor kid is not beat down. I'm not talking anything physically, but mentally. And now when he's 25, he's so jaded like a lot of us were, and that's what this 16-4 and four run has done, Lomas. The Lions are, six, if I'm not wrong, after winning in L.A., 16-4 and four in their last 20 games. Amazing. This is, I mean, this is impressive. This really is. They are on the hot run right now. Again, like I said, with the way that they're playing, with the way the personnel is, with all the bumps that they've overcome, with all the injuries that they've been able to sustain and overcome and actually prosper having some of the injuries to some of the players we had. Man, I'm telling you, this team, to me, they're hardening. And what I mean by that is it shouldn't be a situation that they go into that they don't expect to win or uh, any adverse situation shouldn't affect them. You know, be it the weather, be it injuries, be it anything going on the road, because they've done that basically all year long. I think the biggest question is, how is Jared going to handle outside weather? I know he is. I think that's the biggest last question that they're saying is comparing his indoor record to his outdoor record. So that's the only biggest question I think that's left. But they go, he's going to answer because they've answered every other question that needed to be. Well, a couple of things I'll say about the outdoor thing, that he looked pretty good last year in the finale against Green Bay on a cold, yep. snowy Sunday night. He looked pretty good outdoors against Tampa. He looked really good outdoors uh, against Green Bay. Uh, he looked yep. good outdoors against Kansas City. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think all of us are dealing, and and I was just kidding about your son being, uh, you know, beat down mentally. But man, you live vicariously through your teams, and yeah. and we're not used to this. I mean, I'm looking at playoff predictors that say the Lions have a 97 percent chance of being a playoff team, and we're not even to the third week of November, or that they got an 86 percent chance of winning the NFC North. That you know, Jared Goff now has joined the elite quarterbacks in my mind. Yeah, there's some work to do with Hutchinson, but he's getting double teamed a lot. I, I think Lions fans, because of the social networks, Lomas, and Josh, I'll get your thoughts on it too, that you almost pick a Lion every week you want to uh, beat down a little bit, whether, oh, Jamo can't catch anymore, man, they trade him, man, just get a, get a kicker that can kick a 55-yarder, or it's, Oh, well, Hutch, uh, you know, he's getting pressure, but he's not getting sacks. Hey, folks, I got to remind you that linemen don't get a sack every snap. 
Oh, Lomas, now I'm getting fired up about him. Uh, Joe, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but, that, but again, huge. There's so much expectations that so many expectations that have been heaped on this team now that they've like you say over this last 16 17 game stretch or whatever they've been on you know that now people are expecting this and I'm telling you the better they get you know the more people are going to expect that's just kind of almost kind of human nature so yeah, they're going to find the things to pick at. They are. You, you, you're not going to ever satisfy anyone. That's why I've always been taught, man. So you might as well try to satisfy yourself because you ain't going to be able to try to satisfy everybody. So, uh, Josh, for you as a Lions fan and also being the managing shareholder for uh, Dorn Mayhew, uh, their Grand Rapids office now, formerly uh, being Garter, from your personal expectations to you coming on uh, each and every week with us on the Huge Show with former Lion Lomas Brown, uh, to your kids, your three children and your wife and everybody being Lions fans, what would you say while you guys are eating pizza at night or you're out for a family dinner, what are the expectations of the Garvey family for this Lions team right now? Um, I would say to make the playoffs and, and probably win that first game at least, right? It's The hype is real. We're 7-2. and two. Um, I think the expectation is to get to the playoffs and to win that first game, win the North, um, which all signs look like we're on that road. But I think that's the expectation. Lomas, what are your expectations from what you witnessed this year? That after you get on the team charter after the Chargers win, which was more about the offense, not about the defense, and really Dan Campbell and, and gutsy uh, big footballs uh, for down calls, uh, what are your expectations for this team as we talk uh, with Josh Garvey and the team from Dorn Mayhew? Yeah, so it's still the same, Huge, with this for us to win the division and host the playoff game and win that playoff game. That's my expectations. Now, I know, again, like I've told you before, I know they're thinking beyond those expectations as well they should be. You know, so these are mine. And I think if you can accomplish even my lower expectations, that's going to put you in a great position to do what you need to do or what you want to get accomplished as an organization. But I think it starts with winning the division. And we still got games to go, you know, and there's still games to be played. But if we can win the division and host a playoff game and win that playoff game, that would be stuff that hadn't been done here in 30-some-odd years right there. And like I say, that will put you in position to possibly win the next playoff game and, and like I say, advance to the NFC championship game and possibly win that and get to the Super Bowl. So that's that's kind of where I'm, where my expectations are right now. Lomas Brown, former Lion, part of the Lions Radio Network with Dan, TJ, and the crew. Uh, joining us with our friends from Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office. The world headquarters for Dorn Mayhew are in Troy, one of the world's top accounting and business firms. So Tony Romo, at the end of the broadcast, said this is a team that could win the Super Bowl, talking about the Lions. And Jim Nance, before he said goodbye on CBS, said we may see this team in Vegas why would Nance and Romo say the Lions look like a Super Bowl team from what you witnessed 
and you were there on the radio side Sunday in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. he. It's okay, huge. I'll break it down this way. The Lions got two of the most important things that you need to go on the road and win a playoff game or to also go on the road in inclement weather and to win those playoff games and, like he said, advance and get to Las Vegas in the Super Bowl. One, they have a defense. They have a defense, especially a defense, a run defense that can stop the run. That's important that you be able to stop the run because most teams want to come in there and be physical with you, and that's the easiest way for a team to start to, to be physical with you up front is to run the ball. It's always easier and more physical for an offensive lineman to go forward during run blocking than it is to come backwards in the retreat position. Uh, coming backwards in pass position, uh, pass blocking. So that's the number one thing. And the other thing they have is we have a run game. We got a running game. We have a great offensive line, and we have a run game with Jameer Gibbs, and we have uh, David Montgomery. And you can take that on the road. You can take that in inclement weather. Weather. You could take a running game wherever, and the running game is what you're going to need if you need to sow the way a game in the playoffs. You know, you're going to have to do that with a good run game. And so if you have an opposing quarterback that's really good and they got a really good offense and you need to chew up clock and keep him on the sideline, that's what you use your run game to do. So your run game almost becomes an extension of your defense because you're keeping that opposing offense on the sideline. So we got two of the most important ingredients you need to get into the playoffs and advance in the playoffs. That's why Jim Nash said what he said. Lomas Brown, former Lions, joining us each and every week, presented by our friends at Dorn Mayhew. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, joins us. Josh, off of what you watched on Sunday against the Chargers, why would you agree with Romo and Nance that the Lions could be in Vegas as NFC champions in the Super Bowl. Hard to hear that. And That's crazy. Crazy to, to hear it's you scary. say that. but It doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem real. It, but. it doesn't. I think, uh, I don't know if we're really alive or this is football field of dreams, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> I don't know either. It's, Lomas is going to walk out of a cornfield. Again, I don't know what a cornfield has to do with a football game, but we'll just roll with it. <laughs> um not to echo everything Loma said, but the running game, I mean, you saw that in, against the Chargers. Both backs had over 100 yards. Gibbs and Montgomery looked like a, just a <laughs> powerhouse running team right best there. Best duo, best tandem in the NFL right now. Best and, two running backs. And they're just getting Together started. on the same team, I mean. They're just getting started, right? I mean, you talk about just getting going together here, first season together. But I think couple that with the defense the run stop game um very tough and you, you couple that with the coaching experience on our sideline you, you like Campbell and the energy you like Glenn you like some of the other coordinators um our, our offensive coordinator and, and some of the things he pulls out of his sleeve but you like golf golf's up there with some of the quarter top quarterbacks in the league so you got all the right ingredients I think that's mix that up in a bowl and and that's what championship teams have is the, 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 the tough defense, the good running backs, the, the solid quarterback, and they're well coached. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn May, who heads up their Grand Rapids office. Lomas Brown joining us. All right, so uh, Chargers game speaks for itself. Another quality road win. Road wins at KC, as I mentioned, at Green Bay, at Tampa. 
uh, at the Chargers. A lot of teams will go 0-4 no matter what level uh, you sit at right now in the NFL. Now they get a home game on Sunday, back-to-back home games with the short turnaround with the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. Ticket demand is unprecedented uh, when it comes to the Lions. Uh, They're saying, I don't know if it's smoke, that Fields is going to start on Sunday running quarterback. So we we praise the Lions. Uh, We talk about what they have and what they can do, but running quarterbacks or even Herbert getting away four times from pressure and keeping drives alive, force that to be a final field goal game when the Lions could have put away uh, the Chargers early. Lomas, what are your early thoughts about the Bears and the Lions on Sunday? Yeah, I've been talking to a couple of the radio stations back in Chicago, and I told them all that that scares me with Justin Fields being back in there. You pointed out, Huge, how we have fared against running quarterbacks. And, you know, I just think for Justin, it's not that for that's not the point for me. The point for me is that he's gotten the opportunity because of injury to sit back, watch practice, from a different perspective, watch the game from a a different perspective, go in meetings and and take in meetings from a different perspective. And I just think with the success that Tyson Badgett had uh, during this little stretch that they had, it just, I I, I think it does a young quarterback, especially a quarterback that was under pressure like Justin, a quarterback that was being criticized, it gives them an opportunity to sit back and kind of look at himself in the mirror, kind of readjust himself, and really take a hard look at themselves. So I think we probably will see the best version of Justin Fields on Sunday, and that just kind of scares me a little bit. Again, like I say, not only can he kill us with his legs, which he's done over the last couple of years, especially last year hurting us, but then he's learning how to extend plays with his legs and get the ball downfield. So, you know, that's the thing that gets me a little nervous uh, with Chicago and as we know they want to run the ball. I think they're right behind us um, in running the ball, the yards per game running the ball. So that's what they want to come in and do. So that's our strength. And what I do think, I think they might take the Baltimore Ravens approach to us, meaning they use their short pass game as their run game, trying to kind of loosen us up that way and kind of come back and try to attack us with the run late on in the game. Lomas Brown joining us uh, each and every week presented uh, by the team at Dorn Mayhew, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office here in the west side of the state, joins us in studio. Uh, why do you like the Lions on Sunday, and what would be your biggest concern? You just heard uh, Lomas's. I also talked about uh, Fields, who ran all over the Lions, if you remember. I think it was Thanksgiving Day, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Was it Thanksgiving yeah. last year? And, and he got hurt, took a shot, and he stopped running and tried to be a pocket passer, and that's when the game changed. When he was running... I think because of his power, nothing against the speed of Lamar or Vic in their prime, but where Fields is different, not only does he have wheels, but he breaks tackles. He does, and and certainly a uh, a talented guy, but for some reason I just – he doesn't scare me uh, as much as – or make me as nervous as maybe what Lomas was saying. He – He's had some inconsistent games too, where he he makes bad decisions. Um, Sorry, but I he just I'm I'm not 
Not a you don't have to apologize he, for disagreeing with Lomas. Uh, he just isn't going to lunch with you anymore. <laughs> sure he will. Come on now. He will too. Come on now. But, um, no, Lomas, I, are you my friend now that Josh is disagreeing with you? <laughs> no. Looks <laughs> oh. okay. um, no, like think, everyone's getting real comfortable here in the huge studio. <laughs> no, I think um, I think Fields, um, you know, certainly scary on his feet, very, very quick, but I, I, I still think he's a young quarterback. This defense at home, that environment's going to be loud. Um, two division games in the same week, right? That's how I, you wrap up the I, NFC North, Josh. Would you is. not agree? I mean, yeah, I, I think you wrap here. up the NFC North by taking care of business Sunday and next Thursday. You do. Um, it, what made me nervous with the Chargers game was was watching Keenan Allen have two or three hundred uh, receiving yards, and but that was Justin Herbert. Now, this, because this Herbert is, had two or three hundred minutes and, uh, to hold the football and look, and then, like I said, he got away from pressure like three times, three of the four runs, which. You know, turned into touchdowns, and yeah. Lions got to finish off the quarterback uh, when he's there. And yeah. Keenan Allen, the way he just abused Cam Sutton and the Lions secondary, it shows that the Lions secondary isn't that good, but they need pressure. And, and Lomas, I think you would agree with that as well that the Lions cannot let NFL quarterbacks sit there. Remember, Lamar Jackson had the one play with almost 10 seconds. Yeah. And and yeah. that was, you know, luckily the Lions offense wasn't facing the Ravens defense, but the the times when I've been nervous about the Lions, and I'll get both of your responses to this, and Lomas, I'll start with you, has been when they're not attacking the quarterback. Yeah, and they they've been a great, doing a great job of that. So so huge what has to happen now is now you kind of force Aaron Glenn's hand into bringing, you know, manufacturing pressure now. So instead of being able to use your front four how we were early in the season to get pressure and actually getting the quarterbacks down on the ground, now, and I know that he started doing that, now you start sending Alex Anzalone in the A-gap too, or you send uh, Jack Campbell in the B-gap, or Maybe you send Tracy Walker um, off the edge, you know, on the blitz, you know, or Brian Branch. That's what he's having to do to bring that fifth man or, or create pressure. And you know, of course, what that does, that puts more pressure on your secondary to have to stick with their guys um, and everything. And that's what good quarterbacks look for. A seasoned quarterback, they want you to blitz them. Because they have all these blitz beaters that they know that they can strike at any time. And the wide receivers know these things, too. So that's the, you know, kind of the situation that Aaron Glenn is in right now. Do I start manufacturing more uh, blitz pressure by sending guys? Or do I keep relying on my front four to get that pressure and finally get to the quarterbacks and get the sacks. Josh Garvey, there's three times this year when I've looked at the Lions and said, why are you not going after the quarterback? Second half of the Seattle game that they lost. Baltimore really start to finish, maybe a little bit to start the second half. They were bringing some pressure. And obviously, uh, outside of Anzalone, the entire game, because they knew the offense was clicking this past Sunday against the Chargers, uh, would you like to see the Lions' defense be more aggressive? I would, yeah. It seems like there's just too much time back there. And so 
Um, we talked about this before uh, several weeks ago, but yeah, you'd like to see more pressure on fields uh, this week and, and have him make a couple bad decisions. Certainly can't let him have that much time. He'll run it. He'll run it down your throat again, right? He'll have 150 rushing yards and he'll hurt you. So got to get pressure on him. Got to get pressure on him. Uh, Lomas, guys, you know what? We put in about uh, almost 30 minutes of conversation. We'll do our NFL picks uh, next week. Before uh, we leave, I do want to get everybody's prediction on the Lions and the Bears on Sunday in downtown Detroit. Lomas, we'll begin with you. Yes, I think it's going to be a tough divisional game like they always are when you play play your divisional foes. But I just really think the Lions are seasoned right now. They see the prize huge. We're getting close enough to where you can see the prize ahead of you. And the Lions know what's at stake. We got far more talent than the Bears have. So we should be able to go out there and handle the Bears up front and where it matters at in the skill position. So I'm going to look at the Lions. I think they'll put up over 30 points. Uh, so let me go 35, and I'll say the Bears, they don't have enough over there. I'll say 35 to 14. Wow, 35-14. I think my number on the game, I was feeling like 31 uh, 10. Uh, I, I don't know if the Bears will score a lot. It could be 31-17, but a double-digit win. Lomas uh, goes triple or uh, 21 points, triple TDs in terms of the Lions uh, covering on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. Uh, I have them covering. Uh, beyond just covering, your thoughts on what the final score reads on that Ford Field scoreboard, Josh, when the Bears-Lions game is done on Sunday? I'm going to go 38-13 Detroit. Oh. Um, I, I do think that they're going to... Uh, I feel like we're doing a bad over-under game right now on a game show. <laughs> and I'm kind of getting boxed out. That's what I... Wow, there's a surprise. Me getting tag-teamed by Josh Garvey and Lomas Brown. You don't stand I'm a shocked. <laughs> How surprising is that? <laughs> Couldn't see it coming from a mile away where they both tag-team, where one of us will be right, Lomas, but we know he's just going to be stuck in the middle like he always is with his ridiculous predictions <laughs> should be fun and then uh, next week we'll probably uh, bump it up and do it earlier in the week because of the holiday situation and Lomas uh, has a game on Thursday and everybody has family and friends getting uh, together I do want to thank Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network uh, also uh, he joins us every week courtesy of Dorn Mayhew their world headquarters is in Troy Bean Garter will officially be Dord Mayhew. The sign is up just off of 131 if you're driving around or through uh, Grand Rapids or one of the world's top accounting and business firms with offices literally all across uh, the world. Josh, good stuff. We'll, get, we'll do our picks next week. I, I think as the Lions are going deeper in this season, uh, there's a lot more conversation about where they're at, uh, how unprecedented this is, and also uh, the upcoming opponent. But a week from now, right around this time, the Lions could be a nine and two football team, Lomas. Nine and oh, two. Goodness, that's awesome, man. man. I'm telling wow. you. Wow, you can't lose. Wow. You can't lose to Green Bay on Thanksgiving. You can't lose to the Bears on Sunday. Uh, they are mojo killers if you lose to one of those teams. 
Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. That would be a buzzkill if they lose the either one of those teams. So I, I don't see that happening. It's going to be tough. You know, that's something that they expect to happen during one of those games. I just don't see us losing those. Josh, you have the Lions winning the next two? I do, and I agree it'd be a buzzkill if you don't. Uh, that would hurt bad. Thanksgiving would stink if you lost to the Bears. If the Lions did. It would. It would be bad. And trust me, we've had a lot of bad Thanksgivings. We have. A lot of remotes have totally just penetrated TVs. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, the, the one against the Bears, who was it? What what year am I thinking when the Bears, was it overtime when they returned the kick? Yes, Eddie Payton, wasn't it? Eddie I think it was. Payton. Yes. It was yeah. Overtime. Yeah, but I had to go to overtime. You're like, hold on, I don't need no pumpkin pie. I'm good. Here's the kick. It's going to be paid on touchdown, Bears. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it was yep. Game over. We've we've all experienced them. Lomas, for you as a player, before I let you go, what was the most crushing loss you ever had as a Oh, lawyer? easily. Oh, easily. The Brett Favre. Yes. Yeah. The Brett was that Favre Sterling throw. Sharp? Yeah. Yep, that was it. That's Silverdome, right? That was it, man. And the crazy thing, Sterling was here for uh, a charity golf home. And we were talking about that, and he was just explaining how that play developed. And I, he was just crushing me as he went through the painstaking details mm. of how he was wide open and everything. And, oh, my God, it was just like, yeah, that ball was up there. I ain't never seen the ball. Other than the 66-yard kick that Tucker did against us huge, I think that's the longest I've ever seen a ball up in the air. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. My my gut punch in Lions history was the follow up from the Barry game and destroying the Cowboys at the Silverdome to the egg laid at Washington the next week in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. Were you yeah. on? You were on that team, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Good. I'm glad I could just you know. Yeah. Hey, happy holidays from the huge show. I know. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> well, great, Bill. You're gonna bring up now. I'm bringing up Farm and Sterling Sharp, and now you're gonna come at me uh, on the hey. on the Barry game in Washington. I'm. I remember I was rapping even before rap was even cool. I was rapping with some country western band about the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Say Super Bowl. Say Super Bowl. Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Say. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And then I watched that game hungover. Oh, my God. I wasn't sure if the game was making me sick or I was dry heaving from the party the night before. Hey, Josh, does he have on any green over there? He's rich right now. Oh, my goodness. Hey, yeah, let's end, let's end every segment with Josh Carvey yeah. and Dorn Mayhew. Every segment we're going to do it on uh, uh, once a week. We'll talk about the game that just ripped your heart out. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, know uh, you know what? That's behind us. And I will say that this team is enjoyable to watch. There's no guarantee of winning every game, but the leadership of Campbell, you can see it rub off on assistance, on the culture, the players on the field, off the field. You know, another thing, you're, outside of uh, the gambling thing with JMO and a few other players, they're not getting in trouble. You're not, you're not reading about them at the club. None of that. They, they are, even Dan Campbell didn't even go to the Metallica concert, or concerts, plural, in his own building because he says, I'm getting ready for the Chargers. Right? There it is. There it is.
That, that speaks volumes. Metallica was knocking on his door. They showed the photos going. They did. They said, yeah, you know, enter Sandman. Ah, <laughs> not happening. We'll get ready for the Chargers. That's and that's right. a message to the team. It really is. Yeah. That's yeah. a big message. Oh, yeah, Josh, you're right. What a message. He I could mean. have been up there on stage. They would have introduced him, would have been roaring, but he didn't make it about him. Yeah. Right? Even as a fan, doesn't it make you want to play for him? I mean, he just gets you so He's wearing a T-shirt. He's sweating. He's yeah. yelling. His veins are popping out. Right. He's like, you know, it, it, it looks like me talking to Brett before the show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of green over here, Lomas. <laughs> oh, don't, don't start calling me Grinch now, Lomas. Please. Don't, don't, don't get Josh hooked on that. It's getting well, crazy. Fellas, it's awesome. Lomas, uh, we'll talk early next week. Uh, because of the Thanksgiving game with the Packers. Enjoy the call on Sunday against the Bears. All right, thanks. Take care. All right, back at you, Lomas Brown. I just love these conversations. And Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Bean Garter, will hit our NFL picks uh, early next week. Uh, Solid job again, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you.